Hi folks, this is Bud Hughes, and it's time to raise the door on another edition of Bud's Garage. Hang on, you're now part of the fastest hour in radio, presented by Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and more. Locally owned family businesses with over 120 years of combined experience. CarQuest nationally branded auto parts and warranties, and Oakwood Tire's wide selection of the best tire brands available. Local professionals to help you find the parts or tires you need, help you get them installed, and back on the road with a smile. Find out more at completeautoparts.net or oakwoodtire.com. On today's show, Toyota rethinks electric vehicles. Randy Pope stops by, and Rick Humphrey kicks off the 2023 racing season at Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta. All that and a whole bunch more informative automotive buffoonery. Right now, Bud's Garage on North Georgia's News Talk, WDUN. Welcome in, folks. This is Bud Hughes, resident car nut, and Tim DePasquale, upholstered to the stars. Tim, how you doing, man? I'm uh, discombobulated. I got all my notes here. I'm trying to get my stuff together. How are you, Bud? Uh, about the same. <laughs> But I got nobody to blame but myself. That's well, the problem. All right. Going on right now, Michelin Raceway, Road Atlanta, uh, mm-hmm. the World Racing League, presented by Haggerty's Insurance. Also going on right now, and this is brand new, not not the event, but the location, Northeast Georgia Swap Meet at Habersham Airgrounds in Cornelia. Okay. Um, Cornelia. That yeah, seems it's a little like, chilly today, but it doesn't matter. Go on. Like the you place know, to go. Um, they start to wrap up around noon, so uh-huh. you need to be out there before then. Uh, various car shows and events, ragtops and running boards, let you uh, know about that. And if you have something car-related, and this is important because a lot of local stuff goes on, you know, mm-hmm. and it helps out churches and community organizations and stuff like that. Give us about a month's notice. You know, send me your flyer, you mm-hmm. know, to the Bud Scratch Facebook page or the WDUN uh, Bud's Garage Facebook page or my personal Facebook page. Just send me the, the stuff. Sure. And uh, we'll get it on the air for you. Or, or come by the shop if you want to. You, you can in, do in that. Duluth yeah. And yeah, drop sure. it off with me and I'll make sure that Bud gets it. Speaking of your shop. Yes. Uh, you brought this yeah. to the table for us, okay? Oh. Toyota is rethinking its electric vehicle strategy. Now, a few weeks ago, you told me that Mr. Toyota, mm-hmm. with a D, um, who, you know, said that maybe we need to put the brakes on here and, and look at, you know, hybrids and stuff uh, as a stopgap measure. Right. What isn't that politically correct or well, uh, makes too much sense? Longtime CEO Akio Toyoda, grandson of the founder of Toyota, and, and Akio Toyota has been the CEO and president since 2009. Ooh. And he has brought the company back to profitability after it had posted its first loss ever in 2008, which everybody in 2008 oh, yeah, lost yeah, yeah, money. Yeah. But he jumped in there. And not only, you know, people seem to think that he's conservative, but he's a car guy. I mean, he's responsible for the Toyota 86, the new Supra, yep, yeah. the... Uh, the Corolla and Yaris G models, which are high performance. Yeah, they're cool-looking cars. Yeah, yeah. right. Absolutely. So he's a car guy. But he built himself as a spokesman for the silent majority of people in the auto industry who questioned a single-minded focus on EVs. And this is coming straight out of the Wall Street Journal. I, you know, take credit oh, for Oh, yes, that. yes, yes. He argued that hybrid gas-electric vehicles like Toyota's Prius could be just as environmentally friendly 
and said other companies were pushing consumers to make a leap into EVs that they might not be ready for without a charging infrastructure fully in place. Same thing you and I and many, many others have it said. It sounded so stupid when we said it. Right, right. So then he turns around a few weeks later after that speech and hands the keys over to 53-year-old engineer Koji Sato, who has been with uh, Toyota and Lexus for many, many years himself. And he said that uh, when it comes to digitalization, electric electrification and connectivity, I personally feel like I belong to the older generation. And what it amounts to, bud, is the government's so all that's, over that's the, what Mr. Toyota is saying? That's what Mr. Toyota oh, is saying. Okay, he's right. stepping back because he feels like he's part of the old guard and maybe he needs to let the young kids come in with this electrification. But basically what it is, governments all over the world are throwing subsidies, subsidies billions and that's trillions right. of dollars into electrification and shareholders want to see Toyota taking advantage of that and moving forward and were afraid that Mr. Toyota was holding everything back. So there you go. He will step up to the chairman's position and Toyota will come out with some more electrified vehicles now. Now they're behind. So okay, there's Toyota's well, news. Do you, do you remember when we were talking about a hybrid 1500 short box regular pickup with a Hemi V8 and I you know, I thought that was, you know, a Hemi and then a 20-mile range, Yeah, you know, plug-in hybrid thing. And somewhere in that conversation, I said, why don't they bring back the Dakota? Yeah, right. So now they're teasing the uh, Dakota pickup truck is coming back. Wow. To battle the Maverick. Okay. Well, it was a very popular model. You want to make it more popular? Yeah. Make it a plug-in hybrid. Oh, yeah. So is that what they're going to do? I don't know. Oh. Ford needs to, you know, pay attention because mm -hmm. they got the platform. Right. You know, they could make it make it a change on the assembly line and make it a plug-in hybrid oh, sure. right now. Sure. Because it's basically on the escape platform. So, mm -hmm. and I don't know. But they, from what I understand, what didn't Aaron tell us that they have the whole 2023 uh, is all sold out for the Mavericks? The Maverick or the Bronco, one of the two. The Maverick, I thought. He said okay. that they were all sold out. They may be, yeah. All spoken for. Well, I'll, I'll recheck that. That'll be my homework. Okay. Bit. How much uh, disposable income and uh, need do you have for a 69 Camaro? Geez, not near enough, <laughs> I'm thinking. Well, I'll tell you what, when you're, when you're selling Pontiac uh, uh, Judges, mm -hmm. what, are, uh, what am I trying to say, the Pontiac Tempest Judge mm -hmm. from... Back in Yorn, right for a million point something, right at right, the auction. Right. This didn't sound too bad to me. This is a new '69 Camaro uh, that Finale Speed uh, recreates, and it's entirely carbon fiber. Wow! And the picture I got is black and white. Now, if it's completely carbon fiber and they clear it, mm -hmm. this would be a gorgeous looking thing. Uh, the lightweight panels help drop the weight of the car by a half a ton, 2,500 pounds, and you know, then, then the rest of it is uh, like a factory Camaro, except for the 9-inch Ford rear end. Uh, Speedtech designed the suspension with 10.5 performance tires up front and foot-wide rubber in the rear. Now, the interior has been updated to look like modern day, you mm -hmm. know, because the, the, the original Camaros didn't have much in, in way of seats or right. pretty thin seats. But uh, they are offering this thing for... 
$239,000. Such a bargain. Compared to oh, the, right. the GTO, that's the word I was groping for, the GTO judge. Mm-hmm. I know it doesn't have the, you know, the old-timey stuff, but this is all new. This oh, is yeah. chassis, body, interior, right. engine. Completely. It's all brand new. I mean, if you're looking for this type of vehicle. Mm-hmm. Do I have $239,000 sitting around to do this? No. No, but somebody does. Somebody and, does. And they'll sell every one that saying, they build. before you, you know, bid on a 50-year-old car. Right. Uh, you know, when you understand a little about metallurgy and stuff like mm-hmm. that, 50 years old doesn't always make sense unless no. you update it a whole bunch. Okay. I'll okay. keep that in mind, bud. However, if you have a real 1990, uh, 1969 classic Camaro, where are you going to get parts to restore that Well, the muscle car experts at Year One in Cornelia, Georgia, who provide our podcast, so that if we miss any of this great information, you can... What can you do, bud? Uh, You can just go to Access WDUN, click the link, hit the podcast, and Mm -hmm. away you go. Or you can go to one of the your favorite podcast site and just put in Bud's Garage. Right. And bingo. Bingo, there you are. You got it, and uh, you're good to go for another week or so. Good stuff. Yes. Now, may I suggest you go to the Year One email list and receive their email blast that they put out every week. Okay. All right. Yearone.com is the homepage. Right side of the page, simply click onto the box that says sign up for saving. And you'll be entered into a monthly drawing for $250, and you'll start getting the blasts. Oh, wow. Because they have a whole bunch of stuff that's on sale all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll be right back here at Bud's Garage on North Georgia's News Talk. WDUN. Welcome back into Bud's Garage, presented by Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and More. Nationally backed CarQuest branded parts and the best national tire brands to keep you rolling down the highway. Couldn't have said it any better, Tim. We've got <laughs> we've got a local guy in the garage with us right now. It's been way too long since he's been here. Uh, that would be car tester extraordinaire, car driver extraordinaire, all-around good guy, Randy Popst. Randy, welcome back into Bud's Garage. Hey, Randy. Hey, Tim and Bud, thanks for having me back, and I'm a big fan of Oakwood Tire. I was just there, and I got a new best friend over there, Matt Leach. Yes, Been you there do. For I saw years. the pictures, yes. You know Matt, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's got a beautiful Volvo S60R for sale. Ooh. R, and then when you got a Volvo and it's an R, that's a hot car. And R you know, means race? Yeah, well... Not exactly, but it means, means right sport. car to buy for Randy. Uh, that's what it means. Huh? Something in Swedish might mean race with an R. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, did you buy it? Matt's a wonderful guy. Well, I don't know. You know, I, we've been beating him up on the car, trying oh, to get the price okay. down. All right. You mm-hmm. just you just finished a champ car race at Michelin Raceway in the Flying Moose. Tell us what the Flying Moose is. I thought it was something else, but tell us a little bit about the Flying Moose. The Flying Moose is my special project race car. It's an old Volvo. 1990 Volvo 740 Turbo, and we run it in budget endurance racing. And these races are long; they're like 14 hours. And they call it budget endurance racing. But anytime you try to race a car flat out for 14 hours, no budget. 
It's not budget. Well, but it sure is cheaper than the Rolex 24, which just happened. But uh, it's not cheap, and, but we have a great time. And the only way we can do it is we also get, well, I have, a, I have friends. One is a guy named Sam Collier. He's from Montgomery, Alabama. And he's this wonderful guy who's only in his early 40s, if that, who's into old Volvos. Because like so many cars, like even the HHR, which I think I saw with Bud's garage uh-huh. written all yeah, over yeah, it in yeah. the parking lot, yeah. there are some cars seem to have their own little cult followings. Mm-hmm. And it almost doesn't matter what it is. You're going to find a little club that, that likes Buick LeSabre's 3800 V6s or, or whatever. I just read something like that about that on the internet today. Really? So we have, these, we have this Volvo. Why would you pick a Volvo to go racing? Well, in the old days, when the Volvo had put the turbo on these 740s and 240s, they were kind of cool. They went and raced them and killed everybody because the guys in the rules didn't know how fast a turbo could be in the 80s. Yeah. They were just discovering that. Like, you remember the Audis were killing everybody at one point? What was the Buick Grand National? Buick Grand National. Yeah, right, yeah. I just saw the Vice Grip Garage guy rescue one of those. And uh, so they were cool. I remember in the 80s seeing an ad for a Volvo Turbo Wagon. It was a 740. And they have a picture of a Lamborghini with a U-Haul trailer behind it. And, the, and a, sitting next to it is a Volvo Turbo Wagon. And it's a Volvo ad. And they say, this is pretty much the idea we had in mind. Like a Lamborghini with a U-Haul. Uh, okay. Yeah, cool. Coolest ad ever. Also, when I decided I wanted to go budget endurance racing almost 15 years ago, I was racing for Volvo. I had a factory contract, believe it or not. That helps. <laughs> in, in the Pirelli World Challenge. And we ran S60Rs. Just like, well, sort of, like what Matt's selling over at Oakwood Tire right, right now. Yeah. And so that, that car is really special to me. And ours were super highly crazy modified. But if I was going to go race my own car, it probably really ought to be a Volvo, right? I've got a Volvo contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're cool. They're rear drive. Mm-hmm. They've got good steering, good brakes. And so that's how I ended up with a Volvo race car. And we originally called it the Happy Moose. <clears throat> There's a long, probably too boring story about that, but it was the Happy Moose for years. And in a lot of these series, like they kind of started with the 24 Hours of Lemons. Right, yeah. And a lot of you car people out there in the audience probably have heard of that, where you're supposed to get a car that's 500 bucks. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Go race yeah, it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it should look like 500 uh-huh. bucks. But underneath, you got to have a lot of good new parts or you're not going to run for 14 hours mm, or right. 24. Oh, yeah. And, but it's fun. You know, we get your buddies. You know, we could get oh, Tim yeah. and Bud and me. Yeah. And we could get right. an old Toyota Corolla and go run around the track with it and have a good time at low speeds. Anyway, I, I've called it the happy moves. Do you need our phone numbers for the next time you're out on track? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I mean, anybody and everybody can do it. Okay. There are always drivers at these races who are, have never done a track event, ever. Really? Wow. And wow. 
that's, that's a whole other tangent, but we're, we're talking about how the happy moose became the flying moose. Okay. Because I worked with some guys. One was uh, Frank Resinetti mm-hmm. in, in town here, and if Frank's listening, hey, Frank. He did a great job working on that car and made it look so good and improved it so much. I thought, this thing is too good to be the happy moose anymore. It's got to be elevated to the flying moose. Okay. Because it started to get kind of fast, and it wasn't at first. Well, then I met Sam Collier, and Sam just called me out of the clear blue sky, and he says, you know, I'm into old Volvos. I tune them. He's kind of a guru. And I'm always looking for somebody who will work on the car for free in return for racing it. Mm-hmm. And Sam was my next guy to do that. And he has worked out really well. He's done so much good work on this Volvo, starting with a uh, mega squirt engine management system. Yeah, familiar with that. That was a big step forward. All of the stock one actually worked okay. But we got more power and better fuel mileage at the same time, thanks to Sam. And everybody loves racing our Volvo because if you, a lot of you might not remember, but in, in 1990, these Volvos were square. They were, they oh, were yeah. big yeah. and square. There was a movie where they called it boxy but good. And, and uh, nobody punches a bigger hole for the guy behind him than the flying moose. The flying uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> we give a great draft to the cars behind us. All right. I got, we're, we're, we're in a time crunch here, but I'm going to ask you, what are your thoughts on EVs and hybrids? Well, I'm going to start right with the bottom line. I'm not convinced EVs are the great answer that mm, a lot of government officials seem to think they are. Thank you. However, the manufacturers are really gung-ho, and they're not stupid. But it could be the government regulations that are kind of aiming the manufacturers in this direction. I don't have the final answer to that. But I'll tell you what's interesting in my life. I just bought a Tesla. I wow. bought a brand new old Tesla. In fact, it's parked right next to your Bud's Garage oh, eight wow. Chevy HHR. Whoa. Sorry. And the wow. reason I did that was because I wanted to learn about what it's like to own and drive one. Mm-hmm. I, I have tracked them a lot. You may recall I raced one at Pikes Peak Hill Climb. Yeah, that's right. We're going to do that again yeah. Yeah. with the Unplugged Performance Team. And uh, so... Lately, I've been thinking, you know, there's so much electric talk going around. I want to know what, what it's like. Mm-hmm. And, and I've raced them a lot, track-driven them, but I'd almost never driven one on the street. Okay. So I went out and bought one, mm-hmm. an old one, cheap one. Well, it was cheap. And then right after I bought it, every Tesla in the used car dropped $5,000. <laughs> <laughs> How can folks keep track of all the things you're doing? Because you're all over the Internet and Facebook and all Oh, well, the best way to follow me is on Instagram and Facebook, Randy Popst. And I've even got a website, but, of course, I don't do as much with that anymore. But I have a YouTube channel, too. And it's all at Randy Popst. R-A-N-D-Y-P-O-B as in boy, S-T. All right. Randy Popst, thanks for taking the time to be with us here at Bud's Garage, man. Hey, my pleasure. Always good to see you and Tim here. Thank you. We'll be right back here at Bud's Garage on North Georgia's News Talk. WDUN.
Welcome back into Bub's Garage, presented by Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and More. And they are the hometown people working <laughs> together. One more time. Welcome back into Bud's Garage, presented by Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and More. Hometown people working together to bring you the best parts, tires, service, and repairs. That is for darn sure. Okay, we've got a hometown guy in the garages right now. Just came back from the Rolex 24-hour race at Daytona. Had a champ car race this past weekend. And his podcast segment is on Bud's Garage Overdrive, and it's airing worldwide. And... He's having a two-day race, race this weekend. That would be Rick Humphrey. Where should we start, Rick? Let's go back on that podcast. When, when was that? Uh, your, your segment. Worldwide. That's your, huge. Your segment that, is on now. Wow. Go to Bud's Garage yeah. Overdrive. I need to notify some folks. Yeah. I, didn't, I, yeah, I, I, I recall. I recall. Okay. I recall. That's where we'll start. That's <laughs> Actually, where we'll start. Uh, what we're doing right now goes out um, on Worldwide now. Awesome. It awesome. All goes well, good job. The, it all goes on to the big podcast sites, Google and blah, blah, blah. Mm. But it's only in English. Okay. Well, okay. that's, that's good. Oh, that's good. Yeah, well, we're, we're good. waiting for uh, Booble to take Babel so he can, <laughs> <laughs> can do this. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, no, you're, you're, you're right, bud. Just a couple weeks ago, was down in Daytona for the Rolex 24, the, uh, the IMSA uh, season kickoff. And wow, 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 wow. Uh, the crowd was incredible. I uh, had 61 cars on the grid. Uh, the new GTP uh, cars look unbelievable. Um, you know, Michael Shank Racing. It never ceases to amaze me, you know, whether it's uh, Rolex 24, uh, Petit Le Mans 10-hour event, uh, 12 hours of Sebring, the six hours at the Glen, 24 hours of Le Mans. It, it never ceases to amaze me how close the finishes actually are after you race for that long. And then on top of that, coupled with the GTP cars, their debut, there was some questions going in, just what that might look like. And I think uh, myself and a whole lot of other people were very pleased with how it looked. 16 one-hundredths of a second in the, what was it, DP2? Uh, LMP2. LMP2. Y- yeah, LMP2. Yeah. So that was incredible. Could you imagine, and I, I gather, I mean, because I, I, was, I was watching it, and wow, the last turn coming, and, and the guy who got uh, the car that was overtaken is like, wow. I mean, it... How frustrating and disappointing the, might that have been? Yeah, the thrill of victory, the agony of defeat. Absolutely. After 24 hours, man. Absolutely. So, Rick, tell us about the facility updates during the off-season. So, the off-season is a... Uh, Busy it, season. It's, it's misidentified. <laughs> There's really no such thing. But we did. We were able to get some things done. We were able to do some stuff uh, in, in some restrooms and uh, just continue to, to take care of some things that maybe we were... Uh, not able to get to during the season when we were in the throes of of having folks on track you know the facility operates obviously year round and uh uh, this past weekend we had a a champ car event which was our first weekend event of the season and now we'll have something on track every weekend until the middle of december so that gives you about four weeks of uh of four to six weeks of time to not have activity on the track to take care of things. And oh, by the way, that also falls during Christmas where we give people time off. And so it's, a, it's an ongoing process that some things have to take priorities over others. But we did, uh, uh, we were able to renovate one of our restrooms and I think the fans uh, uh, will be very, very pleased with what they see we've done there. That's cool. Okay, yesterday you had an event going on that I'd never seen before. It was called Max Track Time. And that was actually for uh, people that have, are drivers and have their own cars. Yeah, it is, and that's an event that uh, 
I don't think we've had them out out of our facility before. Um, they're coming uh, in advance of a of the WRL event this weekend. So uh, uh, WRL is a, a series that has been at our facility for several years now, but they typically come in the summer. Uh, this year they're going to add an event uh, here this weekend in the winter, and then come back again later in the year. So two times they'll be be uh, at the property in 2023. Cool what what other on track events have you got uh, going on that that you know throughout the year that people can come and participate in? It seems like there's one almost every weekend. <laughs> there is, there is. So I would say in addition to WRL event this weekend that's open to the spectators, um, we've got in March we'll have a SCCA uh, majors event. Um, we'll also have Trans Am will be coming the last weekend of March. Have our typical spring schedule of Moto America. Uh, the MIDI HSR event in April. Formula Drift will be uh, in May. And then a new addition in May is going to be uh, Ferrari Challenge. Um, that's a new addition to our event. That'll be open to the public. And that is going to be uh, the weekend of April 19th through the 21st. And then, of course, Petit Le Mans coming in October, the, uh, the October 11th through the 14th. And if you're going to Petit Le Mans and you have a campsite... You better get it reserved now. Yes, you better. You better. What do we got till mid-March or something like that to get it reserved? So we'll uh, we'll get that taken care of right away. (laughs) So what are the biggest drawing events for 2023? So, uh, you know, typically, uh, as always, uh, the the IMSA event, the season-ending Motul Petit Le Mans, uh, uh, that should be uh, based on the success and the excitement that we had last year couple with what we saw in Daytona uh, to kick off with the Rolex 24, um, you know, it's going to be a huge event. I anticipate uh, that being very big. You know, and the, and the Formula Drift event's always big uh, in May, and then the new Ferrari Challenge event, um, they come, uh, they haven't been with us since 2020, so that'll be another nice addition. Um, Moto America is one that's picking up steam, and that's a, a motorcycle event that's coming in April, but as you guys know, uh, HSR, Historic Sports Car Racing, each year they represent or they name a featured mark and uh, uh, to, to coordinate or, or coincide with a celebration that is happening. And in uh, 2023, the featured mark is going to be NASCAR to help NASCAR celebrate its 75th anniversary. Wow. So that'll be a, a neat event uh, the weekend of April 28th through the 30th. Oh, that's the MIDI? Yes. Yeah, that's my favorite event. Yeah. That's a very neat event. There's uh, That April event is very, very crowded with entries. Um, you know, they've always had, or here recently, they've had a stock car group or stock car class, and celebrating the 75th anniversary, I think it'll be even even bigger class of cars and, and, uh, and participants. Yeah, I know Bill Elliott and some other guys that, uh, you know, I hang out with, they, uh, they come all the time to run there at the track, and with it being the 75th anniversary, you're going to have a lot of, a lot of other NASCAR drivers oh, show up in yeah. some of these restored cars. That's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it should be neat. Yeah. Um, tower and ticket packages uh, being offered for 2023. You know, the, the tower is a, um, you know, a, a great addition to the track, makes it very visible, and the facilities are beautiful. Well, thank you. The tower opened in 2019 and uh, has just been a, a welcomed addition to our facility. Um, the Podium Club is one of the areas that's opened up for fan hospitality, and that's opened up uh, for Petite uh, Thursday uh, through Saturday, and that offers food and beverage and a, a, a controlled, um, climate-controlled environment to watch the race from. So that's a, that's a neat setup. And then, obviously, the tower is, uh, is open year-round for various functions and events, and 
For more information, you can go to uh, roadatlanta.com and get uh, an idea of various things such as corporate meetings, such as weddings, such as uh, leadership and, and uh, those type uh, meetings and such. I had no idea. You do weddings there? We're going to do our first one in May. Wow. Do our first wow. One in May. So uh, we'll let you know how it goes. That brings up all sorts of possibilities. What, well, you want to do the wedding crasher thing? <laughs> <laughs> Bud and Tim show up and we'll be escorted out immediately. Uh, um, <laughs> well, that doesn't even have to be a wedding. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> Just to be clear. Yeah. How can folks learn more about ticket packages and all the events that are going on on a weekly basis or monthly basis or whatever? Yeah, they can go to roadatlanta.com, and uh, the track calendar's on there, as well as an opportunity uh, to buy tickets to the various events that we have open to the spectators. All right. And you can listen to us every week, because we tell folks what's going on at Michelin Raceway, Road Atlanta. Rick Humphrey, thanks for taking the time to be with us here at Bud's Garage. Thank you. We'll be right back here at Bud's Garage on North Georgia's News Talk, WVUN. Welcome back into Bud's Garage, presented by Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and more. Hometown people working together to bring you the best parts, tire, service, and repairs. Absolutely. At Complete Auto Parts. All right. Have you got a tool of the week for us? I do. Brought to you by Tim's Auto Upholstery. And this is, the, this is something that I've been looking for for my own personal shop. Uh, the Milwaukee half-inch drive impact rechargeable. Uh, it's available at Complete Auto Parts, $292.99. That's a bargain. It is. I've got one of these, and they are amazing. In fact, you got to be careful with it. Yeah. Because it, it puts out so much torque, you know, on the different various settings. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get things on so tight that you got to get the breaker bar out in the pipe. Oh, to okay. Them I would right. suggest... <laughs> I would suggest that you experiment with it a little bit, mm-hmm. and of course it, it varies from how charged up the battery is, but experiment with it a little bit. What I typically do when I'm putting wheels and tires back on, I was rotating my tires this weekend, uh, I'll set the gun on a low setting, Yeah, you know, buzz the wheels on, and then I always go around with the torque wrench. With the torque wrench, that's the only it, way to do it. Well, and I, folks don't realize an awful lot of vehicles now have aluminum wheels on them. Mm-hmm. You got aluminum wheels bolting onto a cast iron component, different metals, they heat and cool off at different rates. Mm. And sometimes you got to go back and check your, uh, what we used to call mag wheels, your aluminum wheels, and make sure that they're on there tight. And you don't want to get them crazy tight because then you can do damage to the rotors or the studs. Right. So, or you never get them off. Well, where can we get one of these wonderful half-inch impact rates? We can get it at Complete Auto Parts with two locations in Gainesville and Cornelia. All right. And they're at 403 Atlanta Highway here in Gainesville and 115 Moss Street in Cornelia. I'll keep that in mind. Check them out. All right. We were talking about towing trailers and truck capacities and such uh, last week or the week before. Yeah. Have you seen this thing all over? All over the Internet. The Internet. Yep. Uh, a camper breaks a dually 3,500 in half. Okay. I mean, that's a that's 
that's a very telling picture. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's Mopar, the dealer that refused. I, I think it, he, this particular owner went right to uh, to Ram or Mopar and uh, wanted them to pay the re- repair bill or the insurance company did. I really don't know. Uh, according to them, the owner based, according to Mopar, the owner bases purchase on the specs of a regular cab long bed model with a gas engine and two-wheel drive. All right. The payload spec on that truck is 7,680 pounds. Which is quite a bit. It is. However, he did not buy that truck. No. He bought a crew cab 4x4 dually with a diesel engine, payload capacity of 5,850 pounds. Why would that be, Tim? Well, because the truck itself is heavier. Yeah, it's got it's it's a bigger truck. It's a bigger truck. The diesel engine is heavier. Crew cab. The transmission's heavier. The crew cab makes it heavier. So you take that off of your total available capacity, and what do you wind up? You wind up with payload of fifty eight hundred and fifty pounds. Right, and he said his camper probably weighed about sixty five hundred pounds. Oh oh, there Uh-oh. could be a problem. Well, it worked all right for about twenty five thousand miles. I guess the the moral of the story is do your homework and don't just assume. Mm-hmm. Don't assume that if you get a bigger truck that the capacities are higher than a truck that doesn't have, uh, you know, dual wheels and things like that. I'm a big dual wheel fan because of the way they handle, right. especially with a fifth wheel or a, a gooseneck on them. Uh, but all this stuff adds weight and you got to you got to you really got to be aware. Right, because this guy's truck broke in half, uh, not while he, he was going down the highway, thankfully. Yeah, or he realized something was going on, but the picture shows a four, almost a four-foot overhang in the rear, including part of the slide-out, and a platform for bikes or motorcycles on the receiver. Mm-hmm. So, man, you're you know you're stressing the truck. Yeah. Every which way you can. So. Well, I just thought it was an interesting story. I wish him well, and uh, so like and, and he's got probably a hundred thousand dollars in the truck, and I don't know how much a slide-in camper costs I now, but anymore, another fifty thousand probably money, yeah. for a hundred and fifty thousand. He might have had some different options. Well, but, four-wheel drive was one of them. I know that, and that, yeah. that changes a lot of things. You know who can do your homework for you? Who? Oakwood Tire and More. Oh yeah. When you're when you're looking for tires, you know we're talking about right now trailer weights and things like that mm-hmm. you know you have you have weight ranges of specific tires depending on what you're doing right and not all tires are speed rated the same as your vehicle mm-hmm. you know if you've got a if you've got a camper or a flatbed trailer or something like that the tires may not be rated for more than 75 or 80 miles an hour right and i've seen people going 90 Both miles flying. an hour down the highway right, with these right. things so well and that's one thing about oakwood hmm. tire when i went to purchase tires from them they gave me options of three different brands and types of tires with different specifications to help me make my decision no yeah. and that's why you need to go see them they have uh they have sales, layaways, replacement price choices, and free rotation, plus a $15 per tire national warranty. And uh, all of this is available at 3120 Atlanta Highway, exit 16 or 17 off 985. Uh, great folks to deal with. Oh, yeah. They'll help you with tires and a whole bunch more. Go check them out. All right. Did you, uh, did you see that the Bronco reservation system may be ditched for 2024? No, I missed that. That is crazy because... 
what's happened is the they've changed some things that they're doing production wise mm-hmm. all right because they they've had trouble getting parts and so they're 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 in a quandary okay uh, so what happened according to uh Aaron from Green Ford is a lot of these problems came back to the dealership and the deal you know the folks hadn't ordered the the vehicles from the dealership right they had ordered them off online and so now all of that is going to change around a little bit okay and uh we'll see what uh, we'll get updated by Aaron wow. next time we're there all right, tell me about this this story that you had with Nissan because it involves your favorite automotive character, which would be <clears throat> Go Carlos Ghosn. Carlos Ghosn. <laughs> now you got to remember, uh, Carlos Ghosn. He brought Michelin tire from the brink of financial disaster back in the eighties. Then he got hired by Renault and brought them back from the financial disaster, and then. He was asked to help with Nissan, and in 1999, when Nissan was going broke, they created an alliance between Renault and Nissan to share technologies and to share parts and platforms so that they could both punch a little bit higher than as individual companies. Well, the issue, that was fine, that worked out, except that the French and the Japanese don't really care for each other, and neither one of them wanted the other one getting in their business. Wasn't but, there a car named the Alliance? Yes. As a matter of fact, I bought one for my first ex-wife when they first came out. It was a car of the year. Uh, our friend Randy Popst, if he was here, he'd remember that. He might have driven that car. And if I, if I would have known him, then he would have probably told me what a big piece of crap it was. <laughs> Before it ended my marriage, because that was the beginning of the end. She says, if you don't have any better sense than that, I'm out of here. I thought the so, scale thing ended your marriage. <laughs> when I said she sold, she wanted something that would go from zero to 150 really quick, and I got her a bathroom scale. Okay. Right, but, but let's on. get back down to the... So at, at any rate, there was this whole big brouhaha, and, and now... Uh, Carlos Ghosn is out because they uh, accused him of financial misdeeds to get him out of there because he was resisting a proposed merger between Renault and Nissan. And what was behind the merger was the French government, who owns 15% of Renault, and they have double voting rights, and they wanted voting rights over Nissan in a merger they would have, and Nissan is more profitable than Renault. So anyways, charges were trumped up against Carlos Ghosn. He had to flee the country, and now he's uh, living in Lebanon. Hiding so, out. So they're going to reset their alliance anyways. And uh, You'll keep us updated. I'll keep right? you updated. Yeah, this is, this it's a big story. It really takes a lot of time. To well, if you've got a, uh, one of these old alliances and you need uh, parts for it to yeah, restore well, it. Yeah, you're not going to year one. <laughs> I guess not. Year one, though, provides our podcast every week. Uh, and they are restoring American performance. Uh, muscle car, classic muscle car restoration experts. Now located in Cornelia. Check them out at year1.com. All okay. right. <laughs> have you are you are you 
You okay with the Carlos Ghosn thing? That always gets you really. Oh yeah, well it's always just gets because you really it's wound up. such an interesting story about how things work and how corrupt things are and what's underneath and and who becomes a victim. And All right. If you miss any good. of this informative automotive buffoonery, go to your favorite podcast site or access WDUN and you can hit the podcast and it'll come up and or you can live stream the show. Yeah, or call me at the house. All right. We'll see you next week. Remember to keep between the ditches, shiny side up, and uh, we'll be back again here on North Georgia's News Talk AM 550 and FM 102.9. WDUN. Have a great week.